0: Hey everybody! Welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong, and here's why. Chris Woodward, joined by Greg Crown. Gregory, how's it going?
1: I mean, can it get any better, Chris? We're awaiting a snowfall. Every everything is everything's looking up here.
0: I am not familiar with this snow thing of which you speak.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen. Uh, unusually, when I have to drive around and do things, and yeah. it, there's a the threat of snow, it's like I'm out. I don't want it to snow. Please don't ever snow. But right now, I don't have anywhere to go. Snow all you want.
0: Uh, still, it, it's just, I don't know I, it, Obviously, I uh, This is an interesting question When is the last time I saw Snow <laughs> uh, I guess it would be Man Winter 2016
1: That is a heck of a run
0: Chris Something along those lines Um, I have been I have been back east a couple of times But there was never snowing um, I don't know. There, there's something. There's something nice, something peaceful about just the whole neighborhood being white, knowing that there's uh, nobody's going anywhere. There's no pressure. It's just a stay home day. But as you said, life is a stay home day at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very ready uh, to to not have to trudge out into the snowy, uh, snowy world. Whether it was mm-hmm. to go ref or to go to actual work, uh, it's it's a lot better <laughs> to um, to do it this way
0: actual work. I I don't tell you. I would I would rather go to actual work than referee children's basketball.
1: And everyone would, Chris, anyone would.
0: <laughs> but you do it by choice. Sure. Sure.
1: Well, extra money's always nice.
0: Yeah, but is it worth the therapy that's required in dealing with parents?
1: No, not ever. Not <laughs> ever. 40-year-old 40-year-old men shouldn't be screaming at 27-year-old men. Uh, Because a girl fouled out of a game With 86 fouls called in it. That just shouldn't be a thing I don't know what to tell you That guy
0: had a lot of money on this game And in fairness, a lot of those calls were bullshit
1: I mean, he was furious And quite frankly, I didn't care
0: <laughs> I think that's the best attitude to have Is just to not give a shit uh, yeah. Know that Confident in your own abilities don't, uh, don't care what other people say And yeah, move on with your day Move on with your life And uh, just enjoy things i don't know i don't miss i don't miss that i don't <laughs> that, miss any of it that, but that,
1: that was game 15 of my reffing career i was not confident in anybody's abilities especially my own
0: well uh, but first of all it's crazy you apparently you have uh, eidetic memory for your reffing career where you can just call back any individual <laughs> game a lot of trauma final score and a uh, number of fouls called for <laughs> each side but i always thought i'll tell you what when you started reffing I always thought it would be interesting to have you in one of my games.
1: No, that would have been terrible.
0: Oh, it would have been great. I would you have given would, you so much crap.
1: You would have been gone within the the first <laughs> six minutes of the game. I wouldn't no, have been and, able to deal with it.
0: And and you know how I am, too. Like, you've seen me just, like, you've seen me not say anything of consequence during a game. Like, I talk to the kids. We know what they have to do. A lot of times I've been in, fortunate enough that a lot of my teams were a lot better than a lot of the other teams just kind of sit down talk a little bit and just kind of go on with your day oftentimes making small talk and talking about stuff with the kids on the bench
1: let the game come to you chris it's how it works
0: <sighs> just uh yeah it's i don't know it's uh, i don't understand the people who get all worked up i've i guess i've been guilty of it from time to time but uh, it is what it is let's uh the first thing i wanted to talk about today uh and we have a ton to talk about gregory i've got uh, i've got Bavada sports book open in front of me we're gonna talk about some of the interesting games this week of, of which there are many, but the big thing I wanted to hit on before anything else is I want to talk about this Keontae Johnson situation. Uh, really, a a scary, really traumatic situation for those who aren't familiar. Keontae Johnson is, uh, he's a, a guard forward, a wing at the University of Florida. He's one on their basketball team, preseason SEC player of the year. This is a this is a strong dude. This is a 6'5", 229-pound, just rock of a human being. And coming out of a timeout, he collapsed and had to be taken to the hospital. Uh, he was put into a medically induced coma to uh, make sure that you know nothing terrible happened as they tried to figure out the situation. And just recently was moved to another hospital. He uh, was taken out of the coma. Was answering simple commands and today came out that he was he's speaking again and even had a brief FaceTime with his teammates. This kind of thing is terrifying. Um, what was your what was your first reaction when you heard about the situation?
1: Well, as soon as I think of a player collapsing, I immediately go to worst case scenario, right? Yeah. The Hank Gather situation immediately comes to my mind, right? Uh, without knowing, I wasn't watching the game. I'm still in football mode, so college basketball sort of plays a little bit in the background. Um, but that's the immediate first thing, and then as you're seeing reports, it's like stretchered out, hospital, critical yeah. condition. Then you're like. Well, what caused this? You mm-hmm. know, like where... And everybody's going to make assumptions. You run the social media. Social media is talking about COVID. Social media, you know, obviously it's all unverified for the most part. I didn't see anything, anybody strictly come out and say anything. Very
0: little information has actually come out about this.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows. And I think the reason why very little's come out, because I think this could have been... If this goes a very horrific and, and tragic way, this yeah. could have been the end of the NCAA season right now.
0: I agree with you. Not um, only the NCAA season, but sports pause in total.
1: Yeah, I, I think it would have been right back into the, the early March blackout until we can really get a handle on everything and figure everything out and make sure it's safe for people to go back out there on whatever, whatever athletic field, court, rink, whatever you're playing on. Um, so that's immediately where I went. I was like, this is, this is not good. First you think like, you hope he's okay. And then second, it's like, there are some ramifications here that could be, could be really, really bad.
0: Yeah, you're right. Immediately you go to gathers who, uh, died 30 years ago this year of a heart muscular disorder called cardiomyopathy. There's also, you know, Reggie Lewis is another one who died on the court. That's another scary one. And, a little bit more recent, I believe Reggie Lewis was uh, 1993. that he died. I'm gonna have to yeah, uh, uh, yeah, 1993 is when he died. This is and he had uh, hy- hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So underlying heart conditions, it, it is tough not to think worst case scenario, right? And it's tough not to picture that stuff. It's tough not to think about why, obviously. We don't know anything. Anything that you and I say is nothing more than speculation. And it's certainly not even informed speculation, just speculative speculation. And, but, like you know, we know Keontae Johnson had COVID in the summer. We know that one of the byproducts of COVID seems to be uh, myocarditis. It's tough not to put that together, whether or not that was exclusively what happened, whether or not that exacerbated an underlying problem which is probably more likely it's still scary as hell because this guy could have died this you know it's you know the situation is really really bad when you can't even find clips like twitter is pulling clips of it you can't even find a clip yeah And, yeah. and, and that was the case here i just you know i hope that that something positive comes out of this. Obviously I, I wish the absolute best to, to Keontae and, but I hope something positive comes out of this. I hope this is the impetus that we, we need to make sure that every guy who is tested positive for coronavirus is getting a more detailed, uh, a more detailed heart exam and, and cardio exam and stuff like that. So that this is nothing more than a cautionary tale. And we don't have the most extreme example of this play out at some point
1: yeah I couldn't I couldn't agree more I think it's sort of a wake-up call for um, the sports world in general especially when you can kind of sort of puzzle piece this together that this could potentially be you know uh, a, a real cause of what mm. happened I mean you said you couldn't you can't find a clip anywhere I still haven't seen it and I no, I, I, have, also, I haven't
0: either. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I also haven't actively really searched for it because I'm not really that interested in seeing it. It's, it's something that is sort of terrifying on a, on a yeah. grand scale. So I, um, I'd, I'd rather watch Reggie Bush's knee explode. Or not Reggie Bush. <laughs> well, Reggie Bush. I was really, really thinking. I was Napoleon really, Uh Who's the dude that played for the Washington football team? Oh
0: God! There's so. All right, let's move off of sports injuries. This is just bringing up bad stuff. <laughs> uh,
1: he played for Miami. Yeah, whatever. Willis McGahee. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um. But that's immediately sort of where, like, like I, it. They have to figure out a way to go in and really check these guys out and make sure that we don't have a, an issue. I mean, hmm. even if you even look at Monday Night Football, uh, Lamar Jackson leaves the field for like a quarter almost. Yeah. And. Uh, granted, he, he was able to come back and play. They said it was cramping potentially, um, but they talked about his recovery time, just in getting back to play in the the Dallas game the week before. He said he basically was in bed for multiple days straight.
0: Ten, I believe he said ten days.
1: Yeah, like that's that's wild. You have to see how this affects everyone. Cause it's clear and obvious. Just like any disease, it affects everyone differently. So if it's mm-hmm. if it if it's going after. You know, guys' hearts like that, especially like high tier athletes, they have to know if it's going to be a major issue going forward.
0: And that's exactly the point because I think too many people right now have the attitude that I'm young, I'm healthy, I can't be hurt by this. But when you see varying degrees of this, you know, Lamar Jackson, whether or not it is Keontae Johnson, we certainly know Keontae Johnson had it. These are the top 1% of the top 1% of the top 1% of people in physical condition in this world. If it can affect them, it can affect anybody and it can really screw you up.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, the, then,
0: the scary thing is when we don't know the other stuff, like we don't know, even though that a person is asymptomatic, that they aren't developing myocarditis or they aren't developing know, hearing problems or they, any of the million other things associated with it.
1: Yeah, it would be a it can it can be a serious problem when you only sort of look at the outer effects of something like this and not necessarily take into account what it could potentially be doing internally like right. that's you know diseases have all different types and things like that, so it can be it can be a very scary situation and we we had a scary situation because of it
0: yeah well i wanna i wanna turn to some m l. b stuff gregory uh we're we're covering all the fringe sports we talked about. <laughs> Talked about hockey a couple of weeks ago. Uh, now let's. I want to spend some time talking about baseball. Um, a lot going on this week. First of all, the the Washington football team is now joined by the Cleveland baseball team. How do you feel about the the Cleveland Indians removing the Indians name after a hundred and five years? I mean, I'm
1: torn. I'm yeah. torn because, like, I understand that the. Past logos, Chief Wahoo, those types of things are clearly offensive. Like that's not For really sure. not even an argument, and you're not yeah. going to get an argument out of me on that side. But the term Indians, mm. I guess it's technically Native Americans, so I do see there's sort of a point there. But I don't think that's on the level of the Washington Football Team's original name. No. I think there's a difference there now. I'm also not Native American, so it's really not my decision to make. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not yeah. my decision to say if I'm offended by it or if I'm not offended by it. Um, but the the words themselves, they just appear to to, to seem different in, in what they are. Now, Cleveland has every right to do it if they want to do it. It's perfectly fine. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are way more angry about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't even bother following these types of things on social media because that's just where uh like the twelfth circle of hell.
0: Oh there's, yeah. It's an uh, albatross. Nothing short of an albatross.
1: Yeah. So so there's no point there. Uh so I mean if they think it's the right thing to do, go ahead and change it. It plus not gonna lie, you're probably in a situation where you people are gonna buy a ton of new merch oh, yeah. and you are came off a season where you made literally zero dollars at the gate. So mm. um it's there there's it's a revenue stream that they they didn't have and you don't want to say that someone's doing this for purely financial reasons and not out of the goodness of their heart and showing compassion for other people. Um, but that's, I'd have to imagine that now all of a sudden now you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems, it seems very convenient.
0: Uh, maybe so, or maybe very inconvenient as a matter of, uh, as a matter of opinion for them to deal with all of this. I, you know, like you said, you know, you're not an Indian. Oh, you're pardon me. You're not native American. I'm part of the problem. Um, and neither am I. We are both we are both Caucasian American human beings. Uh, I, I believe you're a human being, but oh, I, don't want to, I don't want to speak to what yeah. planet you're from. You see those monoliths, um, buddy? That was me, or, or how you self-identify. But <laughs> uh, you know, um, I, we I guess it's like we don't really have that that slanderous name, and that's probably because you know white people are the people that are slandering others, unfortunately, out here
1: creating the slander.
0: Yeah, we don't really have like, like you know, honky or, or cracker. I mean, it's just that sounds more embarrassing for the person saying it than, than it is derogatory towards the person that's being spoken to. So we don't I like I don't understand that situation as much, uh, but I don't want anyone to be offended is the is the point of that. So if if the Native Americans are offended by it, then great, let's do this. We shouldn't be insulting anybody. I'm fine with it. Um, I just so happened to have Bavada open in front of me, and they have the odds on what the next name of the, the Cleveland team will be. I want to I get your take on it. I guess not so much predicting, uh, because that's just kind of impossible to do. But what do you like? What don't you like? And uh, let's run through a couple of these. All right. The, the odds-on favorite at Bavada, the odds-on favorite here, is the Cleveland baseball team or Cleveland baseball club. How do you feel about that following the, uh, the Washington model?
1: Well, so I mean it, it's it, if you follow English soccer that's very much how their teams are named. And you can even look to the MLS that mm. there are a lot of teams that have that there's the the Miami FC or New York City FC inter mm. like there's there's a lot of like uh the LAFC the Los Angeles Football Club. Like there is um they went away especially with a lot of the newer teams. Um, they've sort of moved away from the the sort of catchy nickname or, or whatever uh, and moved to, like, just kind of, this is what we are. We're a football team, or yeah. in that case, a soccer team, whatever. Um, and obviously, we've seen Washington do that now, and it makes me wonder if they'll ever transition away from it after they've seen eh, moderate success and, and sort of acceptance of that name. Um, I'd have to imagine they do it at some point, but we'll see. I, I, I just, I don't think teams, like to be the first team in your sport to do something like that and to stick with it, I think it'll be hard. So I don't think they'll go with it. I, I do yeah. I do find it interesting that it's an option, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that may just be a default position because we see what the Washington football team has done while they search for a, a long-term name. And I know they've come out and said they're probably going to be the Washington football team next year as well. But that's not likely to be permanent, uh, I think that's that's probably just where they're going with this. When it comes to actual names, the and by the way, the the Washington, uh, pardon me, the Cleveland baseball team slash baseball club is the odds-on favorite uh, here, but the favorite of the actual names given at Bavada is the Cleveland Spiders.
1: Ugh. I don't. I don't like that. I don't and like not, that at all.
0: Not only is it the favorite, it is the very clear favorite. The baseball team, baseball club, plus one forty-five. The spiders, plus two hundred. The next closest, plus twelve
1: hundred. Man, the spiders. Yeah. Like I don't. That's not. That doesn't feel. Like I get it, Richmond Spiders. Like there are other. There are other teams per se. In that case, it's a college, but there are other teams with. Mm-hmm. You know that nickname i I don't like it. I don't like the way it flows I, yeah. I don't you know
0: it feels uh, like, like the, the the uniform would be cartoony too
1: yeah, it definitely would be let's not let's not overthink this and try to just be like mask like they'd have a mask to be a spider with a baseball head or something mm-hmm. like that. yeah, I'm out I'm out on that
0: plus twelve hundred is uh, our next best uh, odds here at Bavada, and we've got a couple tied. We have the Cleveland Blue sox. And the Cleveland Rockers or Cleveland Rock?
1: All right. So as I was sitting here and we were talking about this, because there was a name that I had seen someone report uh, that the MLB held a trademark for, and that one stinks. And I don't know if it's on your list, so we may get to that. So I'll hold off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I thought of Cleveland Rockers. I thought of Cleveland Rockers, and I think that is a phenomenal name. Blue Sox. Get out of here. Stop. We don't need any more colored socks. Agreed. Red socks, red socks. We're good. Thanks. Um, but the so but Cleveland Rockers, I could get behind the Cleveland Rockers. That is that's a solid name. You could you could have a pretty solid logo with a guitar or something like that. Um Joint I, First
0: Pitch by Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels.
1: Absolutely. You could do that. Ginetti <laughs> needs I mean I think he cl- got cleared of accidentally admitting to murder on Facebook, allegedly. Yeah, um, okay. yeah it was a whole. So he's thing. been busy. Yeah, <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> has. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with that. As long, do they wear the arm tassels when they throw the pitch out? Or
0: you have to wear tassels for okay. sure. I mean, That's the long- team in general too. too.
1: I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them doing all, do, do everything. I'm more than okay. I think Cleveland Rockers is the one that, that flows the absolute best out of the ones we've mentioned so far.
0: Okay, up next, this may be the one you were alluding to because I've seen some rumors that they may actually already own uh, the URL or the trademark for this. Plus 1600 is the Cleveland NAPS.
1: This is not it. I don't even know what that is.
0: Yeah, why? Why is it, Why are the Naps NAPS? Why is that? Why is that good? Why? Oh, okay. Do, I mean, Cleveland. If you, isn't there enough uh, enough reason to make jokes about sleeping through baseball games? Do we really need to be the Cleveland Naps?
1: Is is Cleveland known for sleeping? Like I don't uh, know. Oh, yeah.
0: you know what? I'm I'm wrong. The next closest was actually the Cleveland Crows plus fourteen hundred at Pavada, The Naps plus sixteen hundred.
1: Crows, I could kind of get behind. I like the CC. Yeah, but it's a um, garbage bird.
0: Do we really yeah. want garbage birds?
1: Mm, I'm I'm gonna. I I had something. I had something, but I'm gonna hold off on that. Uh, uh, the Cleveland uh, pigeons. No, no, no. You said garbage birds, and I went. I eh. went somewhere in my head, and I I stayed away from it. I stayed away. We're staying positive it. on Cleveland. I respect it. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind Cleveland crows. You could you could create a city a pretty pretty sick. Uh, logo around that i think okay. you could play the weird caca sound over the loudspeaker <laughs> with somebody hits a home run
0: or strikes out or you strike somebody out
1: Ooh, yeah see now we're talking chris now we are we are in I, cleveland crows is up there I, i'm in on that uh, it's
0: it's it's so terrible but it you know it might actually work i'm just gonna run through the rest of these uh that Bavada has listed real quick and then uh, we will we'll talk about if you like any of them or you know what uh Which of the names wasn't mentioned? These are, in order-ish, the Cleveland Buckeyes, the Cleveland Dobbies, the Cleveland Cuyahogas, the Cleveland Fellers, the Cleveland Great Lakers, the Cleveland Unions, the Cleveland Blues, the Cleveland Cinders, the Cleveland Castles, the Cleveland Hazards, the Cleveland Burning River, the Cleveland Rustlers, or the Cleveland Bluebirds.
1: That's oh, weird. So the one that I had seen wasn't on there, but, um, which makes me think that, that maybe it was, it was Twitter playing games. Um, they would never. I know. Well, I, it, it, it came from a, a blue check mark, which doesn't matter anymore. So who cares? No. Um, those are all so generic the cleveland fellers like i don't even know what that means bob
0: bob feller was the, the pitcher for the cleveland indians he's probably uh, the best player ever
1: all right so that makes sense I, but is it, it
0: are we is it a good precedent to start naming teams after the best player on the team
1: no it's a complete farce you can't do that that's yeah. that's, that's completely unbelievable and and irrelevant um i'm just glad you didn't i'm glad that bovada doesn't have uh, the Cleveland Citizens listed because I saw oh that, and I just I, that would be one of the worst nicknames of any sports franchise in the history of sports franchises. And and we had we had the Vancouver Grizzlies at one point. Like this is mediocre at best. <laughs> um, uh-huh. It's I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I I think I think the winner here is Cleveland Rockers. I do. I I get it. These rockers. Immediately mm. when you think baseball, you hear rocker. You're going John Rocker. In this case, you throw Cleveland in there. I'm thinking Drew Carey, Mimi, Ryan Stiles, uh, the, the neighbor from Office Space. Uh, we're just singing along. Uh, the, uh, the lady from Scrubs is in there. Everybody's singing Cleveland Rocks. You already have the song built in. I mean, this is – Which lady, lady from no Scrubs plan-
0: are we talking about? Do you know where Sarah Chalk is from? Is that what –
1: no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh in the Drew Carey show, um who the heck plays Jordan? I can't think can't believe I can't think of her name. Oh,
0: oh yeah, the El- uh, Elliot Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 girlfriend of the the cranky doctor.
1: Dr. Cox's wife. She yeah. is I, I'm really going to be so mad when I'm we get off this. Don't worry about it. don't and me, I remember. About it. Um uh she was on the Drew Carey show. That's actually how she met Bill Lawrence who created the Drew Carey show. Oh, uh, who then eventually created Scrubs and uh, Spin City and everything And everything else you've ever and seen. And yeah. she's married to Bill Lawrence. Krista Miller, that's her name.
0: Yeah, Krista Miller. 90 I did not episodes. look it up
1: either. I just remembered it as I was talking about. That's
0: you're better than me. Uh, I, <laughs> I couldn't have come up with a lot of these people. Um yeah, uh,
1: why Drew Carey Show, Craig Ferguson We're a Drew Carey Show podcast, Chris I
0: love Craig Ferguson I'm just going to say, like, I'm so mad That his talk show went away Because it was just so weird And I, I just <laughs> dug it so much um, And really, Craig Ferguson Kind of went away, quite frankly He really yeah. did, he really, really
1: Disappeared
0: Apparently he's acting I'm looking at his IMDb right now uh, He is apparently acting, but i don't know and nothing i've seen is uh, he ironically in hot in cleveland he played simon
1: that is in
0: hot in cleveland not surprisingly not created by bill lawrence created Uh, by uh suzanne martin i just assumed uh, but
1: hot in cleveland was the show on like tv land with like betty white
0: gregory that is correct she played (laughs) ella of elka of of strathsky Huh. along with Valerie Bertinelli, Jane Leavies and uh, and Wendy Malik. But that's all we're going to talk about in hot, of, hot in Cleveland for today. Uh, tune into the Hot in Cleveland podcast for <laughs> our more in-depth in- <laughs> thoughts on that. It's coming any day now to the Underdog Podcast Network. But um yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't I guess that's fine with me. A lot like a lot of these are just like you're right redundant or generic. Um you got to stand out. Like Cleveland Blues is okay, but they're not really known for blues. They're known for rock and roll. Uh, yeah, rock
1: and roll Hall of Fame. I mean, rock and roll Hall of Fame. It all fits. Like yeah. it's a per- it's perfectly slotted in there.
0: Buckeyes, we already got one of them. Blue Sox yeah. is stupid. Naps just doesn't make sense. Crows, I guess I'm going Crows. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Listen.
1: If I can't have Rockers, I'm go- Crows is my clear second choice. Like, there's no—the no, Cleveland Burning Rivers does not—and that's not a team I'm going to pay $20 a ticket to sit in, like, the bleachers and right. $12 a beer. I'm not doing that for the Cleveland Burning Rivers.
0: Might as well just call them the Cleveland Dumpster Fires.
1: Yeah, exactly. And people already do that about the other franchise in that city. So you can't—you definitely can't do that.
0: I really take your pick in franchises right now. But <laughs> the other thing, Bavada has one more baseball thing that I wanted to hit on, and that, sir, is where will the Toronto Blue Jays be playing their first game this upcoming season? Uh, also, as a follow-up, when will the season come? But that we don't have. Right now, We've the odds are... TD Ballpark in Florida is the favorite, minus 175. PNC Park in Pittsburgh, plus 950. Rogers Center in Toronto, plus 375. And a solid field in Buffalo, plus 275. I think we can go ahead and probably rule Rogers Center out entirely because it doesn't seem like Canada is excited to have uh, sports teams playing right now.
1: Yeah, I think that, that is a, they've sent a clear message that uh, – yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. So, um, so everybody might, goes to
0: Florida, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the only option. That's probably, and I know it's not as it's not as tantalizing because it's minus what one seventy five. Mm-hmm. I uh I don't think I don't I, I I think that's the only logical one. You're trying to rope them into the Pittsburgh thing because there was rumors they were going to play their games there at the beginning of this season right. or the the shortened season, but then that was thrown out the window by the PA government. I just I don't. I. I don't see anywhere but Florida. Maybe. Maybe Texas. But my guess would be Florida.
0: All right, Greg. Well, we've got one other baseball thing to talk about here, and I'm interested because I don't. I don't know that I've gotten your thoughts on this just yet. That would be the Philadelphia Phillies naming Dave Dombrowski their new president of baseball operations. Dombrowski comes over from the Nashville MLB initiative. Uh, it's Worth pointing out that in the past Dombrowski has fired his general manager and assumed that role himself, and could well happen here as well. But uh, that's that's poor English, saying well twice there. But you know we don't know, and he's at least we're talking about a qualified guy, two-time executive of the year, two-time World Series champion. What do you think of the Dombrowski hiring for the Phillies?
1: He has a pedigree, which mm-hmm. is fine, but the thing that worries me is his most recent run ended with the Red Sox losing Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. Yeah. Like like he may have already been fired at that point when that trade went down, which is one thing. But like that's the lasting image I have of Dave Dombrowski. So I am hesitant to be like all in on the Dombrowski hire because I that like the Red Sox traded a guy who was an MVP Because they didn't want to pay him money. We're a franchise that continues to pretend that we don't have money. I'm afraid we're going to stay on this. We don't have money train for like 15 years.
0: Mm -hmm. Also, a little bit concerning to me, Dombrowski is a guy who is looking at this right now, sub 500 for his career. The only time he's ever had a team that was over 500 for his stay there was Boston from 2015 to 2019. And kind of came in with that team pretty well established, quite frankly. He was 396 and 277 in Boston for a 588 winning percentage, 491 in Detroit, 451 in Florida, 493 in uh, Montreal back in the 80s and early 90s. It's the, the issue is he, for me is Dombrowski is kind of a consolidator. He's kind of that guy you bring in when you're ready to sort of push all your chips to the middle of the table. He's not really a franchise builder, and this is a team that already has a lackluster minor league system because of some previous trades and poor drafting i just don't know that he's the guy to fix that but this may be a case of he was the best guy who was actually interested in the job
1: yeah i mean the red sox years they had a very good major league team and a bumping farms farm system Mm -hmm. like they had a lot to work with. In this case to to make anything happen in the trade market, like you were going to have to get very very cute with maneuvers. If you even have anything to really offer that anyone's even interested in. And if you ever look at ma- minor league system rankings, the Phillies are typically in the bottom third at least the yeah. last few years. So that that does concern me a lot that he doesn't have a lot to work with and and it it's all of a sudden we went from stupid money to we're afraid to spend like uh, 30 cents on a philadelphia inquirer <laughs> um so it's to, to we, ain't, me, we ain't
0: got inquirer money and how,
1: how how could we um uh that's coming from the guy that that eh, well, whatever i don't think i've subscribed to a paper in my entire life
0: no but um, our generation really does like we're not paper subscribers that's just that's never been our generation it's available for free online uh,
1: nah, nah, not if you go not if you're an inquirer reader but is that uh, true yeah, you have to pay for it once you hit like a certain number of articles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. they ding you. Um,
0: How but, dare they charge us for their work?
1: <sighs> I mean, it's honestly unreal, right? You used to just Monsters. come to my house. That's right. Um, yeah, because
0: your parents paid for it.
1: Yeah, well, precisely. Now, <laughs> now it comes right to my phone, and I expect it to be free. Right. Um, but to, yeah, to me. I'm I'm very cautious in in any sort of excitement. I had uh, my cousin who sent the news over like was super pumped, and they, I was like, eh, "Buddy, I don't I don't know if this is this is like the we're gonna win a World Series in the next five years sort of uh, hope that we had with when Bryce Harper signed. It's not the same thing when they bring in Dave Dombrowski.
0: Yeah, very clear that uh, that Teo wasn't interested in the job. And that was really was sort of where the Phillies were hoping uh, they were going to be able to convince him not to take a year off and for Epstein to step in. Then you know the the guy from the Diamondbacks said no. The guy there was another was there another Red Sox guy that said no. A lot of people said no to this job, and uh, it's just it's interesting because he like he clearly didn't come here to oversee a cost cutting initiative. So. They had to have guaranteed they're at least going to spend some money. I mean, maybe the fact that that McCann uh, either signed with or was about to sign with the Mets takes one catcher off the market, takes one suitor for Real Muto off the market, and makes it slightly more likely that Romuto comes back. Uh, like, what do you see happening with this Phillies team?
1: Uh, well, I was I was on the verge of popping champagne bottles when I saw that it was McCann to the Mets because mm-hmm. now honestly. I, I I'm still not confident that Real Muto comes back, but it doesn't mean that I'm gonna have to watch him just smash us for 25 games a season. Yeah, and and that's that's easily what I was most worried about. Um, more like losing him, I had come to grips with, but it was the fact that I was going to watch a division rival just just absolutely de- demolish right, us. Right. Um, that where that's where the problem would be. Um, but I I. I have to hope that there was some sort of guarantee from from the ownership group that like we are gonna try to make moves and we'll spend money where we think it's the most valuable, those types of things.
0: Everybody talks about Liam Hendricks as the guy that the Philly should be pursuing, but it just it seems like first of all, it's insane to me that Brad Hand cleared waivers making nine whatever it is a year, as Brad Hand has long been one of the most rock solid relievers in all of baseball uh so that you would think that the market's a little bit depressed for relievers but then some guys have gotten some big deals trevor may got more than i thought he was going to with those mets i i just i don't know man would you would you go after a Hendricks or would you go after a couple of you know mid-price guys like Hand and somebody else what are you doing if as soon as we get off of this call, Dombrowski says, Greg Crone, I need you to be my general manager. What are you doing?
1: Well, I, I think I think from a reliever standpoint, you have to go quantity over like top tier quality. If you right. can grab a good number of like two or three like not high tier, but just underneath those guys that aren't as expensive, that aren't, you know, aren't gonna break the bank. You have a better shot at hitting on those three than paying one guy a ton of money and mm-hmm. not hitting on him. I mean, look at what just happened with the the guy that we got who I think he threw like th- three games Dave Tommy Robertson John. exactly Tommy John been injured, hurt hurt again like I mean that was a higher price guy, and we got basically nothing in return for him,
0: yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it would be catastrophic to spend big money on Hendricks only for him to either get hurt or be ineffective and sort of just guarantee that you're going to repeat the issues you had in the bullpen last year.
1: Exactly, and that's that's something that this team cannot afford to do. They just can't. It would be three straight years of an absolutely horrendous bullpen, and you just can't have it. You can't have it. You, you scored so many runs last year. Uh, one of the best teams in baseball as far as runs per game and those types of things. And you just you just couldn't back it up from a bull, from a bullpen standpoint. You have to make changes, have to. If I see Hector Neris come out <laughs> of the bullpen in the ninth inning with a one-run lead one more time, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to break the TV, and it's going to be a problem.
0: I saw that uh, the Jackie Bradley Jr. has been a guy who the Phillies are tied to. I, I kind of like that idea because – You're talking about a high, high, high level defensive player who you would think is probably a little bit better offensively in in CBP.
1: I love Jackie Bradley Jr. I think he's been one of the more underrated guys uh, from a Red uh, Red Sox perspective. I know they had sort of a nightmare uh, season last year, but um, in the previous seasons, he's been he's been one of their standouts, one of the reliable guys, like you said, uh, you know, very very good defensively i just i think he'd be a perfect fit uh for what the phillies need
0: yeah something like you know you would love to get him two or three years because that gives you options and the i guess the the unproven yet top prospects in that Phillies system that does get a little center field heavy so you don't really want to block people but at the same time like if you can have Jackie Bradley Jr. is an outstanding stopgap, just outstanding. And if he if he turns out to be more than that, great.
1: Yeah, one
0: hundred percent. All right, problem solved. Greg Crone, the new GM of the Philadelphia Phillies, Jackie Bradley and Brad Hand have joined the team, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna make a competitive offer for Real Muto. I I
1: truly hope so.
0: <laughs> what What's your gut say? If If you're Bavada right now, what it, does your gut say? Is Is JT Real Muto a Philly? in uh, 2021
1: i think i would put yes at like plus 175 and no uh no around like m- minus
0: Ooh. so uh, no the favorite
1: yeah i think no would be like minus 125 so not overwhelming not right. overwhelming by any stretch, but could
0: could go either way, but probably goes against us.
1: Yeah. I, just because I think and baseball's that way with arbitration and all that other stuff, like I think teams rub guys the wrong way with how they act leading up to these situations. And I think the way Klentak approached this, and whether it was from Middleton on down, but Klentak is who I'm gonna blame, mm. the way he approached the real Muto situation was not one that was like, "Yeah, we want you here." Like we we see you as a part of the future. At least it doesn't feel that way publicly. Now they may be saying that and then just crying poor. Very sure. very possible. Um, but to to me uh, to me it just feels like I'm I'm waiting for that that notification that he signed elsewhere.
0: We shall see. It's gonna you know gonna have to happen sooner rather than later at this point because we're we're not getting. Uh, we're not new into MLB free agency. Is the point I'm unarticulately trying to make here? So you would hope that we get some news, uh, and we don't have to suffer through will he, won't he, come back? Uh, but
1: I, I, I'm still so scarred from the Bryce Harper free agency that like I just I can't do nuts. will. I that can't do nuts. will.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I oh man, that was that was so crazy. Like you wondered if he was going to sign before the season started. It was it was wild. It was absolutely wild that it took that long
1: for the decision to be made for all that stuff to go down. Like I, it was living on Twitter just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then it finally comes through and you're like, "We did it."
0: Yeah. <sighs> and and all, of, su- all of that wait only to have him sign a deal with no player or team options. That's the craziest part.
1: <laughs> all that all that time for him to wait and then for us to just completely throw out the first two years of the contract.
0: Wow. Well. Let's hope the next 11 go better.
1: I hope so, buddy.
0: All right, that's it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Forwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.